Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott 64 and I'm joined alongside... Uh, Steve the American Killjoy. Yes, and it is time, at last, for the 2018 season of BattleBots to begin. And it has begun. It's it aired last Friday as, as we're recording this. And uh, joining us, we have to have a guest. Obviously, no Anderson this week, so we have to fill his void, so to speak, with someone... Uh, Someone uh, equally as opinionated, I think it's fair to say. Introduce yourself, sir. I am Mr. Psycho, the other American Killjoy. Oh, good. <laughs> I feel That's very, very outnumbered today. <laughs> it feels like I should have... Uh, I, need, I need a British backup, but unfortunately I'm uh, I'm by myself. It's, it's quite strange. <laughs> we'll just eliminate you and have a third American, and then it's just... Then that's it. That is the hardcore podcast. (laughs) Basically, right? (laughs) Obviously, Mike, you know, much like Steve, you've been waiting for this moment for quite a while. What was was your sort of reaction when you realized, oh, wait, BattleBots is actually coming back? Um, Lots of jumping up and down and screaming and, (laughs) you know, the usual standard reaction you have to things that you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see that it's, you know... In a place where it's going to be loved by the channel, I think, because obviously Discovery, as we've mentioned before, very science-based, very tech-minded, that sort of thing. And I think BattleBots fits perfectly in with that uh, that demographic. It's definitely the right place for it. I mean, that that has been seen from just this one episode alone. It seems like it's, it just seems like it's the right spot. That's just the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk, let's talk about the episode and the show. The show itself obviously there's no um no leading presenter as such anymore it's now uh just chris and kenny presenting the show and they were really good they were excellent i was very like very surprised at how how well they did as like main presenters instead of just commentators now yeah I, I, what's nice is I, I i'd hate to put it this way but discovery kind of trimmed the fat a little bit and kind of kind of mm. gave chris and kenny more of a more of a front presence which was nice uh i mean it gave them a little bit more I, I wouldn't say freedom, but I guess I guess maybe that's that's a good way to put it too. Mike, what, what did you think? Uh, I'm especially after watching the the reboot of Robot Wars, it became pretty obvious that they didn't need like 17 different roles on the show. Hmm. And uh, I think it was was it Samantha and Molly were the lead presenters before. Yeah, um, that was just a position that it felt like didn't need to be there. Mm. Um, they're kind of like for, it, for, forced in there to add a bit of glamour so to speak yeah, yeah like the it was a, it was a role that didn't have much to do and so it was it was fairly simple to just fold that into what chris and kenny were already doing mm-hmm. and anderson did say that they were kind of useless to begin with so I, I i bring that up again i remember him talking about that i think in season one when we reviewed it mm. so i guess I, I guess they heard him in a way <laughs> even before in the past they looked into the future like oh they're not gonna like this all right come on let's, 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 just, let's, just, let's just edit out our existing presenter let's have that uh, obviously uh farouk coming back as well which uh hey uh, i'm so glad obviously you know there's there's people that are a fan of mark biero i, I like both styles i think obviously mark biero works very well as obviously a very professional you know actual boxing announcer i think you know that that sort of aspect i really like but Farouk gets everyone so hyped. Like, when, when I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, I want to see these things kill each other. It's going to be great. <laughs> I think that's what he's... Like, he obviously... He works very hard on his rhymes, obviously. Yeah. Some are better than others. Um, but... Yeah, he's had, he's, he's had a lot of time to think about them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the dude's obviously been practicing his uh, his wordsmithing, I suppose. That's uh, probably the best way to put it. 
Um, uh-huh. And what do we think of the new format then? The um, the UFC style main event and an undercard, or sort of wrestling style, I suppose, as well. Uh, main event and undercard uh, format. What do we think? Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely more entertaining. I mean, we're going to be able to see more fights that we probably wouldn't have been able to see before because they're actually designing the fights to to pad the show. Like like these are the fights that people want to see, and like the fights like between veterans and the ones between newcomers and maybe maybe like a little bit of a newcomer versus a veteran would be cool. Maybe you know like kind of like how we had in season one where we had Bite Force and Warhead, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have like. It's just it's just going to be nice to see more variety of fights where before you had just a, a tournament bracket and uh, that it, that was just the way it would lay. Uh, this is going to ha- have have uh, I think it's going to have a good impact on the show. Mm-hmm. Mike, yeah, I I pretty much agree with everything he just said. It's gone from I think that the biggest weakness of the old version of the show was that you couldn't really keep tabs on how well the tournament was running or who was where. And in this case, that's irrelevant. You don't need to, you just know that you're going to get some great matchups that are set up and all you need to do is enjoy robots fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to eliminate a lot of like, uh, like with a tournament structure, sometimes you would get fights that probably weren't as entertaining that kind of either had to happen or as happened in the previous seasons, they had to be cut out. So yeah, in this particular, in, in, in this form, I don't think we're going to see that as often or at all. So and another good thing is what, like the, the, the way that they, that, like they're presenting it as well. It's, it seems very much obviously robot combat is a sports, but it's now being presented as a full on sports show. Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. calling it a season. They're calling it, you know, you know, you got, you got the playoffs at the end of the year with the, with the tournament bracket, which we're going to have in however many weeks it is. Everything yeah, just surprises me, you know, because ABC owns ESPN. You think they would know how to deal with a, a yeah, sports show? It's it's I quite bad ABC now because they don't have it anymore. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's a shame, you know. Yeah, you, you look at Discovery. It's definitely not a uh, definitely not a sports presenting uh, channel, is it? Let's face it. But it it just it just fits, and it this format really does. It works really well, you know. As I say, we get to see fights that fans want to see. Obviously, BattleBots a lot of, you know, I'm sure they'll have seen fans' comments about seeing, oh, I want to see this robot on this robot fight. And obviously, they've probably made it happen. Oh, yeah. You know, which is... Yeah, absolutely. That would be... That, 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 that's like the ultimate dream, isn't it? Because, like, how many, how many times do people say, I want to see Tombstone fight Minotaur, please? <laughs> and just like that, oh, look, first episode. There we go. Yes. Um, we'll get to that later. Obviously, that's the last fight of the episode. Um, our first fight sees the returning blacksmith and the 2015 uh, BattleBots champion, Bite Force. Quite surprising that, you know, Blacksmith took this really well. I was expecting it to be a bloodbath, but it, it really wasn't. You know, Blacksmith has clearly improved. Oh, big time. Uh, I mean... I mean, this could be evidence from the 2016 season. It can really take a beating, mm-hmm. uh, and this this version is no exception to that rule. Uh, it, it it really showed that. It, I mean, we know what kind of power Bite Force is packing this year, mm-hmm. uh, and it was able to withstand. <laughs> well, Mike, you um. Oh no, Steve's back again. <laughs> Steve's back again. Hello, yes. Steve. Uh, hey, I. I got a phone call come through. Skype on phone, everybody. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but as I was saying, the whole 
the whole deal with like we we know the power bite force is packing. It did lose its weapon at one point during this fight, uh, but Blacksmith kept on coming, kept off coming, lost its fuel line, kept on coming. It was, I was I was pretty I, I guess surprised, but maybe not so much because of how tough of a machine Blacksmith is. Mm-hmm. Mike, what you what you reckon of this fight? It was a it was a bit, a bit of a humdinger, really, wasn't it? I cannot think of a better fight to lead off with. It's two durable machines that pack a heck of a punch. Like, um, Blacksmith's hammer doesn't do, you know, tremendous amounts of damage, but it's still spectacular to watch, and it landed just blow after blow after blow. And it was destructive. There was parts flying. There was fire. The fight went the whole three minutes, so it wasn't like it was a 20-second KO. Um, Just top to bottom, one of my favorite fights in the reboot so far. Yeah. I, I I I'm I'm with you there. Well, I mean, there might be one more, but one more fight in this episode that I that kind of tickled my fancy. <laughs> so obviously, Bite Force ended up just in just about in the end, uh, beating Blacksmith on the judges. As we said, you know, in fairness, as much as it was a, a kind of tight fight and it wasn't really you know a clear winner, Bite Force did the early damage with with the spin, and I think that's probably what what swung it. And obviously, Blacksmith, while it looks really spectacular and amazing when it fights didn't really cause the big damage that we were expecting so it's it's one of those things where flamboyance and uh practicality are two very different things and obviously the more practical weapon the spinner uh won in this case um our mm-hmm. next fight was a rumble it was a rumble between duck mecha rampage and free shipping um i just want to inter- interject before we go on to this i didn't actually realize this until actually just today Gary Jin was on yeah. the Lucky Team last season. I completely forgot about that. Yes, he was. Yeah, he <laughs> snuck on there. He was there. He was the driver. Yeah, I forgot. Cause I, yeah. Because obviously Rob, Rob Masek was on there, wasn't he? Yeah, and now he's jumped over to the Dark Bite bite Force side. Yeah, and and obviously Gary Jin, famous for original Sid and, and whatnot, was also in the Lucky Team. I completely forgot about that. But there you And go. the Big B. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like, but um, he, he bought his robot free shipping uh, into this rumble with uh, a duck and what a, what a fight this was! It was just so funny. <laughs> yeah, this is this this one was all over the place. I mean, it, it the, the beautiful shot that you get from free shipping starting up and the flames and everyone going just losing their minds. Uh, I thought we were going to have fried duck today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it just wasn't going to happen. Duck is well, just like whoops, it's very durable. Uh, it's it's it, it really knows how to dominate around and push you around the box and really make you not do what you want to do. Mm, it, it was so I mean that that showed off really really evident in this fight. You got two very similar machines in in Duck and um, and um, free shipping, but Mecha Rampage obviously being the big spinner kind of it almost got forgotten at the start. Like the the two Rambots went to each other and they just kind of left. Mecha Rampage to spin to spin up. Why would you do that? It's not the, it's not the fastest. Uh, no, but it's heavy. I, I don't know why you would do that. That's so dangerous. It's you know, what did what did you think of this fight, Mike? It was it was very entertaining. I'm sure you'll agree. Oh my goodness! Like if when you mention to somebody that's never seen robot combat before, it's like, hey, they're gonna put these robots together and they're gonna fight until they're all dead. This is what they picture in their heads: just smoke and fire <laughs> and carnage. And um, 
Yeah, it was a little weird that they left Mecha Rampage uh, alone at first, but it like immediate. It had this habit of like kind of going away by itself and then coming back and reminding everybody it was still there by taking a wheel with it. Honestly, that, that <laughs> wheel from Duck at the start, poof, straight across the arena, not, never to be seen oh, yeah. again. And you know, just just this whole fight was ridiculous. And obviously, you know, he had free shipping setting Mecha Rampage on fire, which was. A, <laughs> You had Mecha Rampage trying to put itself out somehow. By, by like spinning. It, it was smoking. And then it from stopped. where that was from, I have no idea. But then it stopped, and then it caught fire again later, which was <laughs> something else. You know, Duck's, yeah. Duck's Lifter as well. I was very impressed with that. I wasn't expecting it to be as effective as it was. You know, With such a small point of, like, like with, with such a small little duck bill, you know? Yeah. Like, there isn't much area. Like, I mean, I mean that whole thing is flat. So you figure like you'd either have to get him up against a wall and flip him, but I mean it was it was pretty effective. I agree. Yeah, it it just it was a, it was a great combination of designs. You know, you had obviously two similar machines in free shipping and duck. Obviously, not quite the same. And then obviously, mm-hmm. as we said, the big spinner and free shipping self writing. How did it do that? <laughs> I wish I... I knew. It it was kind of like half off screen when yeah. it did it. Yeah, it, it was on its side. It was, I mean, driving around on its side was hilarious, I have to say. It was brilliant to watch. And then suddenly it's on its wheels and back in the action again. I'm like, huh, okay. It was <laughs> It was such a, a great spectacle. And I have to give enormous credit to all three of those teams for, you know, making a great fight out of what could have been a, you know, fairly easy cruncher. Oh, yeah, the, the two round bots are just going to break the spinner and then just wedge each other to death it wasn't like that i have seen so many fights from like classic robot wars where they just immediately gang up on one of them mm-hmm. and then it becomes a one-on-one after that mm-hmm. and they did the opposite of that with this one everybody was switching who they were going after and it was just chaos the whole time it was great mm-hmm. yeah two more things uh one the forklift's pretty quick going yeah. up and down i didn't expect that uh, either i was expecting I, to be really I got slow. my answer of how fast that's gonna go <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And two, this is actually the first Rumble to be incorporated into the main series, other than, like, because the Robot Wars, they, you put guys have had Rumbles all the time. That's, for, that's, like, our, that's our staple. Series uh, four. Yeah, that, that's our staple opening round now, it's just a Rumble. <laughs> right, yeah, and this was the first time in a, bo- in a BattleBots competition that it's actually going to affect the actual series, instead of just being, like, a, a, thing, a thing for flair at the end of the series. It's quite interesting. Like, I, I wasn't, again, I wasn't expecting them to, like, include a victory for that i was expecting that to be like they recorded them all at the end of the series but then like sort of to fill in space in the show to make it you know look more like i don't know organic i suppose they they'd splice them in in between episodes but it, it isn't it's actual competition which kind of strikes me as surprising because like does that mean every robot gets a rumble at some point i don't know it's i'm intrigued with that i don't know to make it equal you would think well for how many episodes they have i would hope so yeah. You never know. Speaking speaking of uh, not knowing, they didn't go through rankings or anything because it's the first episode. They don't have any rankings yet, mm-hmm. but they mentioned them, and we know there is going to have to be a rankings table to decide the top sixteen. So mm-hmm. I'm oh, yeah, absolutely really curious to know how that is going to play out and how they're going to present that throughout the season. Mm. It's, right, it's, like um, is like is winning in a rumble worth more than winning just against one robot? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And more importantly, you get towards the later part of the season, there could be a lot of drama fighting for that 16th spot. Mm. Oh, big time. Well, it's, like, I, it's like the wild card in any sport, you know? Well, from, 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 what I've, from what I've read, it's actually the top 15 
that get into the uh, bracket at the end automatically, and then the 16th is decided by a big rumble. Oh from, lord! From, from, from what I from what I've seen, I don't know how true that is. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But I've, it's going to be interesting because this stands to reason. There's 55 machines. You could have 18, 19 robots with four wins in theory. Yeah. It's unlikely, but you could do depending on who fights who. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, if it, is it based on on judges' points as well? Yeah, it's like I don't know how familiar you are with this. I don't know how familiar both you are, but I watch college football. But like, is it a strength of schedule kind of thing? Are we going to be doing that? Yeah, you know, like what's what's the quality of your wins? You know what I mean? So say so say tombstone fights. I don't know. Obviously, it's four minotaur. Say it fights, um, you know, bite force and bronco, and it wins the three. Are they worth more than say, uh, devil egg beating? Bale Spear, so on and so forth. You know, you, you, you get one. <laughs> Bale Spear, Shark Opera, and Kraken, let's say, for, exa- <laughs> for, for example. You know, teams that aren't necessarily at the height, the sharp end of competitiveness, but are still competing. It's sure. it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they explain that later on. I'm hoping we get some kind of answer eventually. I'm guessing we will do. Yes. But um, for now, it's kind of a bit of a discussion point. You know, we'll, we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we've kind of. Massively gone off track from the rumble between Duck, uh, Mecha Rampage, and uh, you know, because this, this, is, these are the kinds of conversations that are going to happen during the year. Yeah, oh. it's 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 true, and and obviously, um, Duck winning the rumble with uh, Mecha Rampage and free shipping, which I'm kind of surprised at. I thought it was going to go to free shipping, but I can see why they gave it to Duck. Can I just yeah. point out that my absolute favorite moment from this entire episode was when they were waiting for Fruk to announce the winner, and the whole crowd is just going quack quack. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I thought that was so funny. It's just little moments like that are just fantastic. And I, I, I'm really glad that they uh, they were able to keep that in. You know, I, I do like the little um, you know, the whole crowd doing the whole quacking as well. But like before the fight, that was great stuff. Um, duck winning, and the next fight is uh, Sub Zero and Huge. Oh, that, that, I think it's fair to say. I think Mike. I'm fairly sure I remember you saying that you're favorite uh, robot wars robot is gabriel yes and I, um what do you think of huge <laughs> huge <laughs> <laughs> oh i really wanted to see how well huge would work with heavyweight um heavyweight caliber forces employed because they i've seen it in the smaller weight classes like ant yeah. weights and such yeah but you know material science is a lot different when you get to the bigger scales and so i was kind of a half between is it going to split itself in half or split uh, everyone else in half (laughs) yeah I think it answered that question quite definitively yeah it's it was so impressive I mean obviously Sub-Zero started out quite strongly you know they they had their sort of protection at the back it didn't last very long Um, just kind of got knifed away really and that was it It was it, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was nice to see Huge actually do what it's supposed to do. Because I know I've seen Featherweight fights, because I know there's a Featherweight version of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just cool to see it work. Mm. Uh, I really wish it had more traction. It looks very slippery around the arena. Mm. But uh, hopefully, that, hopefully that doesn't hurt it later on, because it doesn't seem like it's very quick to move around. But, I, I mean, let's put it this way. A drone flew into it. So if anything flies gonna... into that blade, I was gonna say uh, it's dead. 
That was so. I don't know if everyone out there has seen the uh, the drone footage of Huge versus Subzero, but it, it, I don't know who was driving that drone, but they obviously weren't very well qualified. It just drove straight into Huge and it just fell on the floor. It was brilliant. Um, Huge itself performed quite well, as as you mentioned, Steve. It did suffer with traction, which surprised me considering the featherweight has like the bike tires sort of thing. Yeah, and obviously Gabriel over here has uh, pieces of bike tire around the um, the wheels themselves. Maybe if there's ever a, a, a chance in the future for Heavyweight Huge, maybe that could be an option for them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see that too, because I feel like it really could benefit from that. I wonder if it was just a weight issue, you know? Possibly. Uh, gosh, like I, I can't imagine building that close to the weight limit and not being able to put bike tires on. Holy crap. But... Uh, mm. I mean, but yeah, it's, that, it's, that, it's that certainly plausible, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, it's certainly plausible. Yeah, I mean, I mean totally, yeah. Um, as for Sub-Zero, um, they took an absolute tanking here, didn't they? They really did. Um, how are they going to recover from this? Because there's, there's, the whole front arm is bent out of shape. There's just bits of Sub-Zero kind of folded in on itself. What what do we think? going? For- That's a very good question, because um, the whole fight card format kind mm. of allows them to not fight for a while mm. and take as much time as they need to fix the robot. But at the same time, it means they're going to have to do that maybe three more times. I was gonna say, they are still going to have to fight at some point. So, like, how many times can you completely rebuild a robot from scratch? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Much much like in series in series ten of Robot Wars, you know, he's, or I suppose series nine to a degree and eight and eight and nine to a degree. But particularly in series ten, if you got wrecked in the first round, you know, a la Gabriel, for example, you know, they they still got to come back later and and fight some more, you know. It's going to be difficult to see how they um, how they recover from that. I'm I'm intrigued to see how Sub Zero do, but huge. How how well do we reckon it's going to do? Go, you know, obviously, it's only its first fight in BattleBots. Technically, it's second if you if you count uh, Moist Pony, but um... <laughs> <laughs> poor Moist Pony. I, I I still think you can see the little white fluffies in the air. <laughs> I don't think they've all settled yet. Um, oh, I... that reminds me. We need to look for the uh, the the pink fur up in the ceiling. Yes. Yeah, it could still be up there. Possible. It's, it's, it's like a Team Toad sticker in Robot Wars. Um, how how well do you think Huge is going to do? Like re- realistically. Uh, personally, uh, I I do rate it pretty high. Uh, I mean, it is just its first fight, and no no discredit to Sub Zero. It's a great machine, great team, but I don't think it was the highest caliber of robot to fight Huge. Mm. Uh, I have a feeling. Uh, I mean, because it's it's hard to say. Because now that we we know what Carbide and Gabriel is like, you know, it's possible we could see something similar, uh, where like it just keeps coming back at you, and no matter how much you beat those wheels up, it's still going to keep coming. And you can't hit those up those pods that like have all the electronics and good stuff in them because they're so high. Mm. So I mean, I mean, I, I I give it I give it a good chance. Uh, I think the one thing that is going to stop it, I think, is probably its maneuverability. If there's something that's going to really get it at sides and avoid that blade entirely, uh, that's that's really the one way it can be beaten. Mm-hmm. Mike? Um, yeah, I'd have to agree with the maneuverability point. Uh, there, there are some very fast robots in the competition, and Huge can't even really turn all that quick. Mm. So I think if anything does best it, it's going to be on a maneuverability thing. Um, it's also important to keep in mind that Sub-Zero is probably the perfect robot shape for Huge to fight. Mm-hmm. Just a big kind of half 
a big slow box to run into a lot. Um, not really a potent weapon on it. I'd, I'd be really curious to see what uh, a horizontal spinner would do to huge mm -hmm. um, or a really, really flat robot that doesn't you can't really get a good bite on. Mm. Um, I think huge has something, top something, 16 something potential. like Mega Rampage. I don't know how thin they are. Yeah, that would be a that would be a spectacular matchup. I want to see that now. Um, <laughs> Make I it happen, BattleBots. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I think it has top 16 potential. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be up there, I think. It's it's certainly solid. I think, you know, it's going to be tough to beat it because obviously it's quite hard to reach and such, but we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, penultimate fight, well, technically, is um, Bombshell, the returning uh, runner-up from last season, and Lockjaw, the former BattleBots champion way back in the day with... Uh, with Dissector, uh, Donald Hudson coming back again. Um, obviously now incorporating a big vertical disc at the front and the uh, sort of lifting arms similar to uh, Hyper... Very similar to Hypershock, in fact. Like, like mm -hmm. we, we did we did joke that, uh, you know, Hypershock, Witch Doctor and Lockjaw all look the same, but uh, <laughs> it's literally the same as Hypershock. Yeah, it's... Kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> mm. But you know, as as they say, I'm sure Will Bales would mind. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery, so you know you can't really knock it. It was a really good fight, you know. Bombshell, obviously, it, it was over very quickly. It was obvious that Bombshell wasn't wasn't going to win this fight fairly early on. But um, yeah, go on. It, it it it's kind of a shame that Bombshell does the thing. Yes. Um. I didn't expect to see that in a heavyweight robot. I mean, well, Overdrive did it in 2016, so but I, I don't expect to see it as often. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I know the I know that this version of Bombshell was a rushed build, mm. um, so maybe that wasn't worked out. But uh, it's it, it I I don't I don't know if this version of Bombshell is going to make as far of a run as the last one did. Well, as, as as they mentioned in the uh, in the show itself, you know, Mike obviously had a lot of good fortune in uh, season two or the 2016 season. You know, he, he did very, you know, obviously Fortunate versus Cobalt. Um, Minotaur, of course, dying, which is also an uh, good fortune. Lockjaw was kind of the right machine to fight it. You know, it was it was low and sleek and it had a lot of, you know, pushing ability. I'm glad to see that Donald tried to make a fight of it. You know, instead of just letting mm -hmm. them get counted out in, was it less than 30 seconds? I'm fairly sure it was, it was all over and done. You know, I'm glad to see, you know, tried to make a bit of a fight of it, you know, we got to see a bit more Bombshell, but there was only one minute here, really, wasn't there? Yeah, it's, it, it, it was, it was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of a shame because I really did want to see this version of Bombshell do a lot more. I, I know we'll see more fights of it, obviously, but, uh, I mean... I mean, going against something like Lockjaw, I mean, it was it, it was going to be a tough draw no matter what, anyway. Mm. So, it, I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, we've seen how well Hypershock did. I mean, it, and this is this is basically a, like another version of Hypershock, um, but uh, it's it, it's it, it's a pretty good design. Let's yeah. put let's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good design to fight Lockjaw. It's it's tried and tested. Um, Mike, your yes. thoughts? I gotta say, I'm surprised that Lockjaw got under Bombshell to start off with, because normally the uh, the narrow little pokey spike wedge doesn't do so well against a very broad flat wedge and mm -hmm. um i was expecting bombshell to have the advantage and they just immediately the very first hit lockjaw got under them mm. um i guess the 
the one positive coming out of it for Bombshell is they have almost no repairs to make for their next fight, so they won't have to worry about uh, combat fatigue going into that. Yeah, that's, that is very true. It, you know, it, it is a game of endurance this time around. It's not just the uh, you know one and done that it could be. You know, there is a bit of preservation to be made, and you know that's that's good for Bombshell. You know, they've they've got a chance of reclaiming things later. It's not all over for them, but uh, work will have to be done. I think that's the. Uh, way to put it now i said technically this is the penultimate fight um there is actually another uh rumble uh in the science uh channel exclusive fight um which is happening mm-hmm. in every i'm guessing in every episode um yeah and this one is uh we'll, we'll be covering next week it's between sharkoprian kraken and deviled egg um it's going to be very interesting to see who comes out on top of that one um you know three interesting designs um i'm very fascinated to see how, how it turns out you know we'll make predictions now what do we think steve i mean like it. yeah it's it, it's a battle of seafood and eggs um <laughs> let's i mean i'm curious I, 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 who I, I, over there yeah. in california mixes their seafood and eggs like that <laughs> i suppose you could have a salmon omelet i guess i don't know sure why not i mean that's 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 fair game uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. <laughs> I'm interested to see the effectiveness of Shakopian's blade because uh, mm. it does seem a little high. Uh, so that's interesting. I want to see. I really want to see Kraken. See, Mike, we got one of our fights. We got Kraken biting into Deviled Egg because uh, I think I think somebody somebody in that list of comments you ha- that you made on your video that somebody wanted that or or no you wanted no you wanted Kraken beating, biting the burger. That was right. I mean, it's um, still food, so we're still kind of getting see, that. We'll, 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 we'll take get it. There. They're, 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 they're on the same track, mind. Um, but uh, I'd like to see how effective Kraken's uh, biter is. Uh, and, I mean, the Devil Egg's a drum spinner. I mean, we know how effective those are. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I'll, uh, I'll, as a winner, I would chalk up Devil Egg. I would, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm pretty safe in saying that. I'm actually going to go the same way. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what some people think, but I'm going with uh, with Devil Egg. Um, Mike, what do you reckon? Pick your winner. Uh, I'm going to third that. I've heard a lot of good and bad things about the Devil Egg team and their machines, but generally speaking, the more conventional machines tend to beat the more flamboyant ones, mm-hmm. and Shark Operian and Kraken are very flamboyant, so... Um, I'd imagine that Devil Egg would probably have the advantage in that. Mm. And, and now we've said that, obviously, uh, well done to Sharkoprin for winning. Um, <laughs> it was an amazing, befo- amazing performance, and we are all completely wrong. We'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll, we'll find out next week how uh, how right or wrong we were. But obviously, it's time for our main event, the fight that even Mike you wanted to see, the fight. Not um, just me, everybody wanted yes, to see. Yes, everyone, yeah. everyone was curious, you know, what would have happened had Minotaur beaten Bombshell last time around, as it probably would have done had it, you know, kept working to the end and not get stuck. Tombstone and Minotaur. Um, I had this down as a Minotaur win. I'm happy to eat my words. <laughs> uh, what yeah. a great fight. It was spectacular. Like, there was just so much going on, the amount of energy being kicked around in that in the box, even with the lower tip speeds this time around. I mean, yeah, oh, it's just, it was crazy. My, my, I'm not I, did, I didn't it. notice. <laughs> Mike, you, you talk us through this, talk us through this one. 
Oh man. So, um, to start with, it was just like eerie watching them just kind of like mosey out of their squares, getting their weapons up to speed. Mm. Cause nearly every robot fight, somebody box rushes the opponent. Somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. And these are the, just these two monster spinners and both of them just like, no, nah, I'm going to wait over here and get my weapon going. And so you just knew the first hit was going to be monster. Mm-hmm. And then we got, I think it was the second hit that they both went flying in opposite directions and uh, Chris damn near fell out of his chair. <laughs> I love the reaction. There's, there's, there's been a lot of uh, pictures of uh, Chris's face. Just like <laughs> the sheer awe of that hit is amazing. <laughs> Um, God, so sorry. that that hit was huge. It was a really big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 yes, <laughs> I, I can't say the hit itself impressed me so much. It was more what that hit did to the arena. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Who would have thought? You know, obviously the Robot Wars arena fell apart every series. You know, the, the amount of energy going on in there was also very high. I have never seen the battle box floor just dug up like that. It's like it was just. It just you no, know, it was crazy. It was like pieces of paper was being crumpled. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I've seen some photos of what Nightmare has done to the battle box floor before, mm-hmm. but it's usually just like a tiny, narrow little slit made in the top surface. Mm. Tombstone literally like peeled up a yeah. huge section of the floor, like about the size of Tombstone. Mm. It was it was crazy, you know, and. The fact that, obviously, both robots took immense damage throughout. Office. I think Minotaur lost its drum um, at some point, you know, and it, you saw, like, the, the support at the side getting um, chewed to pieces. Tombstone's frame was very twisted at the end of this fight. Um, it was all mm-hmm. kind yeah, of... Yeah, I saw a picture of that, too. It was it was all twisted out of shape. It had to be... I think it had to be re, re-welded altogether. It was crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and... Who saw that coming? Getting Minotaur pinned on the broken floor. <laughs> the arena wins. Yeah. The arena I, wins. No, Minotaur and Tombstone, the arena wins. <laughs> I was stunned. Like the, I, I had, as I say, I had this down as a Minotaur win. The fact that Tombstone came out and just gave, gave Minotaur the sausage, it was just so, so amazing to watch. What kind of really surprised me about that, like, I knew that the amount of energy these two machines contained um, was going to test the limits of the arena, but I was expecting it was going to be testing the Lexan. Yeah. I did not realize they were going to tear up the floor in like five or six different places to that extent. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, But perhaps even more amazing than that is both of the machines were still functioning. Yeah. Minotaur technically lost by KO, but it was just high centered on the floor. Both machines, even tombstone with its whole frame completely broken apart. Mm. Both of them were still functioning and could have gone another, I think it was 40 seconds they had left. Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. Yeah. With Minotaur, uh, wasn't it that, like, when they took the top plates apart, it was just in half? Yeah, there was, there was, uh, (laughs) there was no real function left to, uh, Minotaur after after the fight. It actually had to be, um, it, it, like, they took the top off and that was it. It just fell apart. (laughs) Which I can kind of understand, but, like, it's amazing that it was able to still run at that point, you know, considering the fact that, um, you know, just so much happened in that fight. And I'm, I'm so, I'm, I have to say, uh, a very big, uh, thank you 
thank you to BattleBots for making it happen. You know, answering everyone's question that you know I'm sure we've all had asked at some point who who would have won that final. Uh, and I think a, a big thank you to um, Mark Antonio, Meg the Arrow, and um, Ray Billings for making the fight happen as well. You know, go, going all out and you know fighting to the death. You know, either one of them could have like, you know, we'll, we'll try and sit back and let the other one. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll stop moving. We'll you know we'll call the fight. No. They both, they both kept going. It was fantastic, and um, they, I think they deserve a, a massive uh, thank you from any robot combat fan around the world. Really, <laughs> I would also like yeah. to throw in a massive thank you to um, I think it was Lincoln Electric that they had as their yes. welders on site, yep. who had to reweld the battle box back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you because with because they had to do the welding to get Tombstone's frame back together. I'm sure they had to weld Minotaur back together. They had to weld the arena back together. <laughs> So they had a lot of work ahead of them, so thank you to them as well. Mm, Mike a bit super quiet then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he got really quiet while he was while, while he was while he was thanking everybody. Yeah. Well, did, did you, you break, know? Did, did you break something? I was just kind of doing my thing. I didn't realize that Skype hates me that much. <laughs> Skype hates <laughs> Skype hates everyone. Let's let's face it. But um, honestly, you know. That fight was spectacular. I think you know it was such an amazing way to kick off the season, and of, of you know Tombstone proving why it's the champ. You know it 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 beat the scariest robot. So the question asks, what can stop it? <laughs> time. That's, that's, that's <laughs> time. Time. Yeah, like if you just leave it outside and let it rust, that'll win. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I think Tombstone will have a good go at nature. To be honest with you. The the only thing I can see stopping Tombstone is um, just the sheer number of fights that it's going to have. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because you know that they're not going to give Tombstone really easy opponents. They're going to be giving them Minotaur and some of the other big spinners or something like Free Shipping or Duck, which is just a massive block of steel that you cannot break. Mm. Um, Tombstone is going to be wrecked by the end of the tournament. So that's... That's the only thing I could see stopping it is just combat fatigue from fighting literally the best robots there. Here's my question, though. Can it win? So you say it'll be wrecked by the end of the tournament, but will it will it be wrecked with another trophy? That's a very good question and one that remains to be answered, I guess. Wow. I, I like your uh, your diplomacy. That was, that was very good. That was very good, Mike. Um, very ominous. <laughs> yeah. Steve, what do you reckon? I have a hard time counting it out, and I, and much to my 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 dad hates Tombstone, <laughs> and he always tells me he's like I do not want him to win again. I'm like I know, but it's it could happen, but it's it's one of those things where it's I I'd I'd hate to I'd hate to say that like oh that like all these other robots like there's so many good machines this time around, mm-hmm. but it's and it's hard to say oh one fight has really defined how good this version of Tombstone is. Um, I mean, the last one. That, like, any version of Tombstone's been great. What am I saying? Um, it's it's going to be very hard to count them out. I don't see them winning due to combat fatigue. I think something is going to be a chink in its armor. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I think... I, I just... I just... I don't know. I, I, I feel like people will be disappointed if it wins again. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh but uh, I mean, I, I I have a hard time counting it out. You know, I yeah. I I do see it winning, but it's 
I, I want something to beat it. <laughs> if well, it wins, we won't be surprised. If it doesn't win, we also won't be surprised. Right. And with that uh, very clear and concise answer, <laughs> in that we, we have we have no idea if it's going to do well or not, we'll, um, we'll leave things there. Um, Mike, a huge pleasure. Please come back soon. Oh, yeah, anytime. Um, obviously, next week we'll... Um, We'll see Anderson come back, hopefully, if he's not uh, busy doing anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I hope not. Um, we might have a uh, a special Dutch guest next week. Next week. Might be quite exciting. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Very exciting stuff. But um, for now, thank you very much for watching the Robocast. I've been Sam Elliott 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. And I've been Mr. Psycho the other American Killjoy. Filling in for Anderson, the British Killjoy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, myself and Steve will see you next week for episode two of BattleBots. Bye-bye.